Hi, you're listening to Looks Like Work. I'm your host, Ted McLean Learn. Yeah, it's the least pronounceable name you've ever heard, but you'll get used to it. I'm a serial entrepreneur who's obsessed with curiosity, creativity, and grit, and that's just to get started. I really can't get enough of learning more about people's career choices. What fulfills them? How do they deal with burnout, with heartbreak? How do they protect their boundaries? And is it all even working? Those are questions that keep me up at night and I hope to explore here. On this podcast, we'll have deep conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, people juggling a few jobs, sometimes even a few industries, sharing what looks like work for them. With that, on to the episode. I really hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, Olivia. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and I am just thrilled to be here. I'm a huge fan of yours and I'm excited to chat with you today. Likewise, I can't wait. So let me quickly introduce you so we can have all the fun deep into stuff. So Olivia Howell is the CEO and co-founder of not one company, but two. Uh, one is Fresh Starts Registry and the other one is March Lion Media. And Olivia, as you know, but our listeners may probably don't know, we got to know each other through Hitha Palapu's Five Smart Reads. So mm-hmm. I've been following along uh, your amazing reading picks, but also kind of reading about you and your businesses. But then thanks to Hitha's intro, because I was so excited to have you here on the podcast, we've kind of uh, got, gotten yeah. to know each other. And I've just been fangirling ever since because <laughs> I'm loving following you on every possible, you know, social media platform known to man or woman. No, and- I agree. I agree. I'm like, she's going to think I'm crazy. I'm following her across Twitter and Instagram. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Instagram yeah. response is no, everything. It's I great. love it. The energy yeah. is the same. We we I'm so happy we connected too. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so before we get into everything, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. or at least I want to, what looks like work for you, Olivia? This is such a great question. And I will preface this by saying I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Right. So my sister and I own both Fresh Starts Registry and March Line Media together. We work together and we've been working together since we were children in some capacity. Um, We've been trying to do what we ultimately have done with Fresh Starts since we were like teenagers. We are both very, very passionate about connection and networking. So for me, work looks like anytime... I'm going to, of course, have to sneeze. Uh, Work looks like anytime that I can connect people. And work looks like anytime I can connect people, right? So I'm a big connector. That's kind of, I feel like what my mission is, why I'm on earth is to connect people. So I connect them to jobs, to other people, to opportunities. And so that the culmination of that shows up in everything I do, whether it's for the Fresh Starts Registry, we connect people going through life changes to the experts and products they need, whether in March Lion Media, which is based on social media management and marketing. We connect people to social media. We keep 
digital database of like pretty much anyone we've ever interacted with. And we love to refer people to things all the time. I mean, it's like uh, an addiction, I would say for me at this point. <laughs> I'm impulsive about it. I'm compulsive about it, but it's what fills my my soul. Um, so, you know, work for me is anything that I can do to connect. That's where where anything with work is. But it's funny now that we are transitioning more to fresh starts and less to what we did previously was uh, a lot of monthly management for social media, for clients, the energy shifting, right? Going from helping other people to helping build our own company. And sometimes at the end of the day, my sister and I will say, hey, that didn't even feel like work, right? That felt so good to like do all that stuff. So we're doing things all day long for work, but it doesn't feel like it. So I think that there's definitely an adjustment going on there. But ultimately, that is what feels like work to me. I love that. And I think this is so much of what, you know, I've just intuitively felt from your energy. And also, I think right away when we jumped on our first Zoom call, you said mm-hmm. like, I love giving referrals. I love connecting people. I and I already got to benefit so much. <laughs> I was <laughs> so like, thank you. But I, I think like also with what you're doing with Fresh, Fresh Starts Registry, mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love for you to like kind of delve yeah. into it a little bit more in a sec. It's connecting people, like helping people even who are are already connected to each other, just connect more, right? And like absolutely kind of celebrate more uh, together and like just be there more for each other. So want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, I would love to. So Fresh Starts Registry was founded after my own divorce. I got divorced. Well, I got separated about three years ago. I got divorced during the pandemic, which I do not recommend pairing the two ever again with anybody. And after that, I realized that there's no place to really celebrate these hard decisions, whether it's a divorce, whether it's job change, moving, you know, stepping into your truth, going through grief, you know, in terms of a registry platform, right? So we celebrate weddings, we celebrate babies, people get gifts for all of those things, but there's so many other milestones in life. And the milestone for you could look like something as small as finishing chemo, right? Or uh, getting your PhD or, you know, moving into your first apartment, or it could be big things like divorce or finally moving out on your own, moving across the country. And so we founded Fresh Starts as a way to put together the registry concept for all of these other life milestones, as well as to bring together a group of vetted experts who can help people through all these life milestones. In terms of the registry side, it's free for anybody to come build a registry. And we have product recommendations that we put together based on budget based on rooms of the house, um, but you can build a registry for free. And we give scripts for things. So if you build a registry, we teach you, this is how you can give it to your community. We are firm believers that the registry is not based on gifts, right? The registry is based on support. So when you Oh, that's that's great. Like the gift is just kind of the physical. It's the physical um, manifestation of the support you give to somebody. Because when you send them a shower curtain or a new sheet set, it's not a gift. What you're saying is we support you in your life decision. And when you're going through hard life decisions, you need that community support to continue making that decision. In terms of the the actual products, um, it's twofold. And this is where we kind of are different than any other registry platform out there. When you put yourself first and you make a registry and you get these new products, it is 
the way to build confidence and decision-making during these hard life changes. So by deciding I need a new toothbrush holder, it's actually doesn't seem like a big decision, but it is a big decision. And it starts to snowball your confidence and empower you to make the bigger decisions, maybe a job change. We found that often people uh, will stack just big decisions in life, right? So a woman will go through a divorce, have to move, have to get a job. You know, all these big things happen at one time. So the little products really help you make confident decisions going down the line. The other thing with the products, and this is where my woo comes into play because I'm a big woo person, is once you start changing the products you have around you, or as I like to say, when you change the stuff around you, the stuff around you changes, right? Oh, so, I like that. Can you yes. say that again? When you, when you change, you change the, stuff the stuff around, around you. you, the stuff around you changes. I love right. that. You know, in uh, in Judaism, there's yep. like a big like kind of proverb or whatever you call it, saying um, changing place or changing setting is changing is changing your luck. So I'm yes. a big believer. believer that's exactly that. what it is, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. When you start to fill your space with the new things that you are getting from your support registry, you can actually start to see your life shift. And when you can start to see your life shift, you start to feel your life shift. And that's when your vibration changes and you feel confident and empowered on the next phase of your journey. So that's for the people going through life changes. But then we were looking at the experts that we're bringing in. All of our experts are vetted. We know all of them. They have to sign um, a clause that says that they are non-judgmental, non-shame, inclusive, everything. When you become an expert on Fresh Starts and a Fresh Starts expert, you join the Fresh Starts expert community, which is $37 a month, and you get the profile up on the website, and then you get support in social media, marketing, public relations, business development. So we get media opportunities for you. Uh, we support you with speaking engagements. Uh, you know, Experts come in to talk about email marketing and social media management, and that's a couple times a month we have I have open office hours to help people with social media marketing. So it's an amazing place. Like if you are an expert who's trying to get your name out there to come into this, you know, once in a lifetime, you know, community and join these other experts and also get all this other marketing and, you know, communication support. So, you know, we're growing kind of twofold in that way, which is amazing. And right now we have about 40, over 40 experts on the site. And that's expert awesome. It is awesome. And expert ranges from anything, you know, we have, Everything from divorce lawyers and mortgage lenders to Reiki healers, yoga teachers, all sorts of coaches, divorce coaches, life coaches, trauma coaches. So if you are anybody that feels like you can support people through life changes, we highly recommend becoming a Fresh Starts expert. It's a fantastic way to get your name out there and to get in front of this new audience. And, um, you know, we're growing very quickly. So definitely jump on board with that. It's been amazing for me. This was literally just a thought that was in my journal that I wrote down. And to see it come to life is probably more exciting than having my two children. So, <laughs> um, so uh, it's, it's, been, it's just been thrilling. And, you know, being able to work on this every day is truly a dream come true. I mean, if you're talking about work and what looks like work, like, you know, we, we have built every single aspect of this. We've built ourselves at this point to this point. Uh, my sister is our COO. She does all the website, all the building of everything, the design. We're, we're doing this together and it's just been, it's been a dream truly. I love that. I have so much I want to unpack here. So <laughs> first of all, just, I love how like the support is almost like twofold or like threefold because yeah. you're also supporting the experts supporting yes. 
your audience, uh, yes. which is amazing. I have so much I want to talk about. <laughs> I think we can both like super relate to each other, um, yeah. kind of starting off in marketing and in social and then going into, you know, a hyper growth startup mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. mode. Seems like it's similar. Seems like it's, oh, mm-hmm. just founding like another business, starting like another initiative. Uh, but we can probably talk a lot about yeah. how different yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, so different. Uh, it's so different. Fundraising, all that. Working with your sister. Like, yeah. Wow. Uh, amazing. Like, I also work with my sister, but okay. my sister is. 12 years younger than me and okay. she's, she's our like our, our team's uh VA it's a little bit different than being your sister's co-founder. I love that I didn't know that I love that you know there is something to be said about working with your sister and if you look at a lot of the famous women out there we have Glennon works with her sister Brene right. works with her sister you know so a lot of women work with their sisters there's a synchronicity there that's unmatched and you know I, I know it's not for everybody but we've always had an amazing working relationship we've had an amazing relationship and she actually right now is overseas for a while and so we've had to you know learn how to have a relationship and work via zoom a lot of the time which has been awesome you know i think because we obviously grew up together she knows my working style and i know her working style then there's been very very few issues over the years thank god and i'm the older sister i'm the older sister and i was gonna say she is my number one fan and i i like you uh have a lot of ideas (laughs) and uh my poor 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 sister has learned over the years to she she just now i just have my own slack channel that's just mine that i just pour all of my ideas into and then she checks oh my god yeah. 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 Um, because she has, and I, to be fair, she has run with so many of my ideas and she just supports every single one. And so, you know, when I approached her with this, it's funny, I ended my marriage and then she was engaged. She got engaged about two weeks before my, my marriage ended and then her relationship ended. <laughs> and so we always joke that there's like a fresh starts curse now, not a curse. It's a good thing, but, and so she went through her, a huge life change and she ended up falling in love with somebody that she had reconnected with and you know really really trusted the universe on that one and so she's living her best life right now which I'm so happy about and but yes I'm very much I have very strong older sister energy and we also have a brother and then we also have a sister who's 13 years younger than myself so I relate to you on that as well my sister is truly I couldn't have done any of this without her that is so awesome were you super close growing up too Yes, we were very close growing up. My own parents got divorced. And I think um, we come from generationally. (laughs) Every branch on our tree is split. Um, (laughs) And so uh, I think when you go through a family trauma as children, it binds the siblings, hopefully binds the siblings together Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe wouldn't otherwise. Um, But she just always from day one, we've just been uh, simpatico and literally our first company was called March Lion when we were four and six and we made handmade cards and we delivered them to the local art museum and they sold and we still have the check. (laughs) So when what stands behind what's behind that name, by the way? So um, just a little bit, I guess, about that company. So that so March Lion Media is a social media management and we used to do influencer relations, which 
whoop, not doing that anymore. Um, but um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But I started March Line Media, which was actually under a different name um, about over a decade ago when my first son was born. And I did that all on my own up until um, the pandemic. My sister was in a tech event. She did BlizzCon, Subaru events, big, and she was on the ground running all these events for a bunch of different companies. When the pandemic hit, she lost her job because events closed. Yeah. And as soon as she lost her job, I said, you got to come work with me. And so we changed the company name. So March Lion comes from I'm born in March. My middle name is March and she's a Leo. And so I have to say our mother came up with that name back in 1990. <laughs> and um, oh, we I love that. stuck with it. But so uh, literally she came on board and um, we doubled the revenue of the company almost immediately. That and is amazing. you know, she's, she's a designer. Uh, she's like the brains. I'm very, I'm a Pisces. So I think that explains a lot. And um, <laughs> Aquarius here. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Neighbors. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I live not in reality half the time. And, and then she grounds me, but like she loves Excel and math and all that stuff. And I don't want to touch anything. So, you know, we, we split things up really well, but the one thing I think that we, we are both incredibly good at is the networking aspect. And we don't forget a name. We don't forget a thing about somebody. Uh, as soon as we see a job open, you know, we call each other. We're like, who can we get into this? And that comes, I think, a little bit genetically. My grandparents were like that. Uh, my grandfather used to call me the Yenta from Gazenta. And so oh, I, uh, I, I was going to ask you because yeah. your, your Instagram <laughs> the digital handle Yenta, is the digital yeah. Yenta. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Yenta. I love to connect. I love to matchmake, but I'm not, I'm actually not a great romantic matchmaker. I will say that, <laughs> but everything else I I'm really good at. So I connect people digitally and I've been in the digital space literally since the inception of AOL chat rooms. I've seen it all. I started social media marketing before Instagram even was Instagram, literally on, <laughs> on, yeah, on the ground, going into places, taking photos and posting them to Facebook. And we're all about the connection all over the place. But yes, I'm the digital Yenta. And someday I want to have a Yenta's list where I have everybody, oh, everybody's information that. out there that we can share. <laughs> I was actually just recently at um, the Fiddler on the Roof play here. Yep. Like the, the musical here in Israel was so good. It was such a oh, it's my throwback. It's my yeah. Uh, but it's so funny because I'm also really good at connecting people and matchmaking people kind of yeah. business-wise, friendship-wise, yep. you know, mentor-wise romantically not up like no really no nothing I just don't have I haven't no. got it no I want to ask you so many things yes please. one thing that's popped into my mind uh I think yesterday or a few days ago when I was watching uh your stories is it's really interesting to me because on the one hand to me and I don't know if that's the way you see things yeah you're so much about positivity and you like like I think yeah. about you I think about very positive, like always Thank smiling, you. you know, always about connecting people and generosity and bringing good into the world. I don't want to say on the other hand, because I yeah. don't think it's on the other hand, yeah. but at the same time, you're also super honest and vulnerable and you do these amazing IG stories Aww. where you really <laughs> open up yeah. and kind of go deep. And I was wondering, because, you know, as business owners going through, you know, even regardless yeah. of divorce and stuff like yeah. that, but we're going through the pandemic and, you know, kids and just having, you know, things happen in life. Yeah. 
when you're a vulnerable person who likes to be honest and open and not, you know, suppressed and closed up. Yeah. Did you see that affect how you do business? How do you, oh, how do you like maintain question. your kind of emotional and mental well-being and also kind of your business well-being? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, first of all, you you do that as well because I was listening to your podcast the other day about suffering, right? So you are very much about sharing. Yeah, I'm sometimes I like stuff. just the heck with it. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. is awful, and let's be honest. <laughs> you know, that's such a good question. I will say that it has changed and evolved over time. So I think so. My background, long time ago, I started in. My first job was a middle school teacher at a very posh North Shore of Long Island private school. I was 23. I taught Latin. My background was in classical studies. So uh, there's not much you can do with that except teach Latin, which I loved. And at the time, I completely manifested that job. I wanted to teach Latin. I actually ended up teaching back at the school I went to growing up. I was like that teacher that parents... <laughs> <laughs> the parents get really annoyed with because I taught the kids <laughs> the things that the parents don't want me to teach them. And like. I oh like about I was very open about, you know, gay marriage. And I'm I'm a liberal, openly liberal feminist person. And these were children from parents who did not want to discuss those things with these children. And I will say I was just talking about this on a podcast the other day. A lot of my students, since now they're in their 20s and 30s, have um, happily come out of the closet. And I take I take a lot of credit there because these were children that literally didn't know that men could marry men or women could marry women before I introduced it. And I, I used to have parents stop me in the hallway. And I was like that teacher. I was wearing cowboy boots and the big earrings. Oh, and, like wow. my hair. and and they used to say, just stick to Latin. And I would say, yeah. no, that's not why I'm here. Like that. And I thankfully had a great boss who truly backed me. I, so I, you know, I think I learned early on how to balance, you know, sharing what I felt like really needed to be shared and my stories with my students and also taking a professional stance. And then I, I think that carried over into, so I, I taught for about 10 years and then I opened up my own social media agency, literally from my kitchen table while my son was rocking in the rocker seat. I will say for the first few years, I definitely, was very guarded. I don't think, but at the time, I don't think social media was the same, right? We weren't sharing right. the vulnerabilities. There was no Instagram stories. Like everything was like Facebook photos, right? Um, but I will remember, and I haven't shared this really much. I had a client who was a baker and she was um, an older woman. And right after Trump won, I posted some things on my personal Facebook mm. that I was, you know, not, it was outspoken. And she called and fired me. Oh, wow. And, and she, she made another excuse, but I knew exactly what that, why. And, you know, for some time I thought, well, maybe should I reel it back in? Should I? And then I thought, no, like, right. That's not. And then as the, as Instagram stories grew was during a time that my business was growing and also that my marriage was crumbling mm. and I felt a really strong community of people on my Instagram. And what happened was as my, uh, I didn't, I did not share, I will say for a long time about what was going on in my marriage. So, uh, my husband and I split up in April, 2019. I don't think I posted about it for maybe six months or so. I was, you know, when you get divorced, there's a lot of legal stuff, right? So you have to be yeah. very careful with what you say. Um, and I'm still very careful with what I say, but 
I think once I started openly talking about what I was going through, you would be shocked the amount of women and still to this day that I get sending me private messages. How do I get out of my marriage? Thank you for sharing this. Wow. I'm also stuck in a, you know, a whatever. And once I started to see that happening, I was like, I can't go backwards from here. Like this is, this is my, my journey. And again, it goes to connection. I never want a woman specifically to be up at night wondering, am I the only one going through this? I want her to be able to go to my stories and say, oh, no, Olivia also went through this. And you know what? She's thriving. And I tell people all the time, if I can get through this, I'm a highly emotional, sensitive, anxious person. If I can get through a divorce, you can get through a divorce and you can start fresh, start new. So I appreciate you saying that, you know, I will say there's a lot I haven't shared (laughs) and there's a lot that I'm looking forward someday to sharing. But I do share as much as I can because I do want people to see that. Yeah. And I would say you're also not obligated to share everything. That's true. That's true. Uh, Some things we want to keep to ourselves to process or Or to put in your book someday and make a lot of money (laughs) from us. Yes, exactly. No, um, (laughs) you know, but I I appreciate you saying that, you know, I do. Again, it goes to authenticity. And I think when you build. So for me, social media is all about trust. When you can build trust with your with your audience, your fans, your fe- whatever followers, your community on social media, they will trust you as a human being. And then you whatever you need from them in terms of their your support, whatever, they'll be there to show up for you. I completely but, agree. And yeah. I can share that I was always I think that's a lot of my life is how I just process things because I'm very much, you know, a yeah, person who just like processes through writing. And I always joke that most of my best friends I met online just because yeah, me too. I'm so much better in writing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I, <laughs> me too. I always say that. I'm a, I'm an emotionally close friend. I will do anything for you, but I will not show up. Right. So like I will physically, I, I'm not there, but I will do it. Once you're in, you're in like Flynn and I will be there to support you in any, any which way. All my best friends I've met pretty much actually all of them. I think even my in real life friends, I have met them online um, in some sort of capacity. And I, I used to be mocked, I will say by certain people in my family who did not believe in the online, the power of online community, online friendships. And then, you know, when shit hit the fan, it was those online friends that showed up and sent me dinner and sent my kids things and checked in with me every day. And literally fresh starts would not be here without my online community. That's so, you know, and so also online friends don't necessarily stay as just online friends. No, like- I mean, I've had friends fly in my best friend, Alex, and I met online when our kids were one, our first sons, and she flew in from St. Louis and stayed with me for three days. So, you know, people become, and, you know, I think that when you look, when you zoom out and look at online friendships, which I could talk about online friendships literally forever. Me too. Um, I've been friends with some of these people for 20 years, right? So we've, I've seen them grow up. I've seen them, you know, get married, have kids go through their own divorce. But, you know, I think when it comes to me sharing, I I just, I want to inspire people to, to live their best life. You know, I just think that there's no use. Life is very short. 
And there's no use being here if you're going to be miserable, if there's an option to not be miserable. And if I could share my story and help people, then that's why I'm here. And there's no use. Or, you know, or if you're going to hide and be ashamed of who you are, then why? Right. Well, there's a reason for it. And I, I'm a deeply empathetic person and you probably can do this too. I'm going to bet when I see people online, I can actually feel what they're feeling often. Right. And I can see what they're feeling. And I just, I want people to know, like, you don't have to go through any of this alone. Like I'm here the way that I would like to show up for people and help people genuinely comes from my heart. I, I ask nothing in return, except that they live a life that they want to live. And um, that's just the most exciting part for me when I that's see people beautiful. learn. Thanks. Yeah. And so that's so much, you know, also the sentiment behind what you're doing professionally. Yeah. So I want to, uh, you know, if shift gears is the right yeah. word, because um, I think it's actually very much a continuation of that. So as I was saying, like, I also like was very much like always sharing online, very authentically. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think a lot of people have the perspective of if you were the owner of a small business, you know, something like social media or Mm -hmm. a marketing agency, you have a lot of different clients or all those clients are essentially your bosses. It's service Mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. Maybe it feels less glamorous than being a CEO or a co-founder of a product startup with investors or, you know, whatever it may be. But actually, as an owner of a small business, a lot of times, like a more traditional small business, you have more freedom, first of all, just to understand, you know, the, the PL, you know, the income, the oh, yeah. expenses, you know, it's much more predictable. It's easier. You can feel more in control, especially type A people like, yeah. yes. but also um, you have much more control choosing your clients, choosing who you work mm-hmm. with, feeling very confident and comfortable in your own skin and in your own shoes. Whereas unfortunately, as a founder, there's still kind of, you know, this picture of startup founder, this like pattern recognition, and mm-hmm. you can choose what you, you don't have to be that, right? You can, first of all, a lot of us don't have the option of being that because no, we, we weren't don't. born that way. No, we're no, but no. also we also can choose like how like we communicate with that, like what our relationship is with, like how closely we want to emulate whatever mm-hmm. we can be in that, or how mm-hmm. much do we care about investors looking at our online presence, who we are, uh, if we're women, are we trying to prove Mm. that we're not, you know, too Mm -hmm. vulnerable and too emotional, or are we like leaning into it and saying like, yeah, this is actually what's going to make me the business person, the founder, you know, everything that I can be. And I would love to hear a little bit how you're looking at or how you're feeling uh, about this transition into this world that is so so close because it's like just mm-hmm. another business and yeah. it's something that the, the subject matter is something that you've lived people that you care about lived or live and mm-hmm. still it has like all these like preposterous you know rules or stuff that people have in their minds about it yeah what a good question and there is so much to be said here so much about each of the little things you said right um <laughs> I will we can say, stay here all day. <laughs> I, I'm happy to. Yeah, but I might be canceled for some of the things I'm going to say. So I uh, <laughs> let me start it this way. Um, 
but I was building. So uh, since I was a child, I've always felt like I, my, I was like a director. Like I wanted to be a movie director or like, and so when it came to building a media company, um, we did social media. We do social media management. We also for a long time did influencer man. I managed influencers myself. We had a roster of influencers. I loved doing that. Um, we had amazing clients. We worked with Chase Bank and with television shows and all sorts of things. Again, I just want to be clear. All of this I have done with zero background in marketing. Zero. So if anybody's listening and they're like, I want to transition into XYZ, go for it because nobody's checking. And as long as you can be nice and like network, you can pretty much get yourself into any industry that you want to get into. I've worked with celebrities. So I was along for a long time. I was a social media director for a baby registry company who I love. And we were the first baby registry company to do celebrity baby registries. So I worked literally with celebrities building their registry. I had celebrities texting me at midnight for like parts of their breast pump would be broken and they would have nobody else to call. And I was like, you need to get in touch with Evan flow, you know? So like that, my life quickly spiraled <laughs> into this weird place. My sister and I would be like, what is our life? Like, what are we doing? And so, you know, with a media company, my, my goal always was to obviously grow and we, we made six figures and we were doing very well. But, you know, when you work on client with clients, as you know, unless you expand your team greatly um, and invest into a big team, it's very hard to scale up right into that degree. And so, you know, we thought about doing things like, you know, and, and this is not off the table, but, you know, podcast management and this, and that, you know, all those types of things. When Fresh Starts came along. And it really, truly was like falling in love with somebody new. Right. It's like, oh, this is a new entity. It's a new thing. Yeah, you have this adrenaline rush. Right. You can't and sleep. You're it like was all excited. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, totally. Uh, we were written about in the press very early on. So we we were like right out of the bat. People were like attached to our concept. We had people calling us immediately that were interested in investing in us. And we were like not ready. We were like, this is, we, we literally just launched. Like, this is not, we're not ready. A dear friend of mine from college, who we always joke is the only white man we'll ever work with, um, he uh, <laughs> reached out. He reached out to us. I've known him since I was nineteen, and and this was over a year ago. And he said, "Hey guys, you're onto something here. We got to start." I I truly think he works with investors, and he said, "I think we, you know." And my sister and I were like, "Are you kidding? Like we're not going to look for investors. You know, we're going to bootstrap this ourselves, and we're going to make this work." And blah blah blah. And he would check in with us every you know couple months and say, "You guys, you know." You got in this press. You were in NBC. That's what you need to like think about investors. And then I would I got on a phone call with a friend of mine in PR, and she said, "So Olivia, what's your exit strategy?" And I was like, "What's an exit strategy? I don't even know <laughs> I what you're talking that. about." <laughs> like, and so I, I I I have I the investor world is something I literally never thought I would be dabbling in at all. So for me to then begin the investor journey, which we have done, and we're going to be opening our pre-seed round. See, I don't even know. Our pre-seed round um, uh, in this fall. And we've already had some investors, which is amazing too. That is something that I've really had to mentally shift my mindset and walk into. And my luckily I have my sister by my side because we check in a couple of times a day and we're like, do you want to throw up? Because I want to throw up because this is like scary and not what I thought. Now that being said- You know what? That's like the natural- (laughs) 
way to respond. That's completely Mm -hmm. the natural response. If you didn't feel that way, then something probably have been wrong. That being said, I know what we have is going to change the world. And I know that I'm going to change the world. And I'm just, I openly say that to people and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm going to change the world. Like just, you know, I, I know that that's my mission. I know I'm here to help people. And I also know that I'm here to build a huge company. So you know, I think you actually told me that, you know, showing up um, with confidence is like the number one thing when you talk to investors. That is not a problem of mine. I'm, I'm very confident. I, it's funny. I am, I'm the only, when it comes to competition, I'm only competitive with myself. I literally don't even look at competition. Nothing else is competition because this company was from my brain. So how could anybody else be competition for me if this was all made up in my head? But I'm a deeply competitive person with myself. So I am incredibly ambitious, incredibly determined, and I'll make this happen no matter what. So for me, the investor journey is like, do you want to come along for the ride and be part of this amazing thing? Or not, because this is happening either way. The train is out of the station. So, you know, I'm excited to jump on the investor world train. Um, but fresh starts is going to change the world no matter what. So it's just a matter of like, if these investors want a piece of that or not. I love that. And I think, um, for investors, they're going to understand or, you know, the right investor is going to understand that's part of what's going to change the world with fresh starts registry and what part of what's going to do amazing business with Fresh Starts Registry is the people behind Fresh yeah. Starts Registry. Yeah. Yep. So if they can't connect, they're just not the right fit. No, and I'm a highly like I have to vibe with people. Like that's the thing. I refuse to live a life that doesn't include waking up every day peaceful. Well, as peaceful as you can be with two little boys. But you know, and so <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> in the summer. So, you know, but I don't want to ever be beholden to anybody ever again. So, you know, if somebody can't jive with our our concept and, and with our mission and who we are, then they don't have to be here, you know, and that's totally fine. And I will say I built fresh starts unknowingly, but now it makes sense, you know, with the, with the idea that an investor is investing and there's so many streams of revenue here, we have so many opportunities and, you know, just to put it in perspective a little bit, the average person has at least one to two weddings in their life and one to two children in their life, right? So that's at most four opportunities to build registries, right? The average person changes jobs 11 times in their life and moves 11 times in their life and has three major heartbreaks, one to two divorces. So, and obviously there's millions of other people living you know, with grief and stepping out to their truth and all this. So when we build fresh starts, we did not want to niche ourselves down too much because we're all about any life change, any milestone. More and more people are cohabitating before they're getting married. They don't need stuff anymore. More and more women are deciding to not have children or get married and live by themselves. And you know what? They goddamn, they have milestones and they, they need registries. And when it comes to experts from my marketing brain, I look at everything like how many times are you going to come back to this website, right? So how many times do you go back to a, a baby registry website? You only go back as many times as you need the baby registry. With fresh starts in my own divorce process, I had the divorce. I had three divorce lawyers. I had a mortgage person. I had a real estate person. I had a Reiki healer, an astrologer, a therapist, 
All of these people are on fresh starts. So for any investor who's listening, there's so many reasons right, to come back to fresh starts, the website itself, to look for something else that you need. So we built it so that it's there for all of these things. And it's not just a one-time, you know, build a registry, never visit the website again. Yeah. And also a person um, builds a registry for themselves. They then have a friend going through 100%. a major yeah. change in their lives. Mm-hmm they go back. Right. Yep. But I, I mean, I think I am so ambitious that if somebody can't get behind what I want to do, then like, you know, they truly have to believe in me and that's what it comes down to. And so I actually, I'm not concerned, but I want to make sure I don't show up as too arrogant. Right. So if you're talking about what you said with women, I am five foot tall. I am curvy. I have dark hair. I am not, you know, I think we don't talk enough about pretty privilege often when we talk about investor stuff and there, you know, there's a lot. And it's funny. I had um, one of my body coaches once said to me, she goes, Olivia, you have to show up in this world because women need to see other women who look like you doing amazing things because, you know, I struggled for a long time with, I'm not size two and I'm not blonde and I'm not this and that. Right. My sister and I, we are of Ashkenazi Jewish descent. We got those hips <laughs> and boobs, man. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, and so when we show up, we show up. And uh, I think that, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. All for big Yenta energy. All big Yenta, big Yenta energy. Exactly. I'm going to coin that. I'm going to say <laughs> exactly. You know, so I think it's just, I think we need I think it's up to us to change the industry and to show up and say, we're here. I know I'm what I'm doing is amazing. I'm confident. Uh, and if somebody can't agree, then they can't agree. And then they don't need to be at the table with us. I think one of the most powerful uh, times that I heard someone with that energy, and I am totally, totally feeling the same from you, is from Avita Tarko, the, the CEO and co-founder of House. I don't know if you're familiar. And she's an amazing amazing role model of mm-hmm. mine yeah and she also she started she started house with her husband at the kitchen table yeah they were not going to raise money they were just happy they got like three hundred thousand users exactly. just there yeah um and investors came to them and kind of um convinced them yeah. <laughs> that yeah with that sort of traction they better uh they better raise money uh so nobody yeah. like just copies them and you know runs yeah, bank. 100%. but uh, yeah. she was very much I'm gonna do it if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it on my own terms yep, yep. Uh, and that's it so yep. I I totally feel the same from you and Thank you. I see the same future uh for you I pre- I hope so and you know I'm what I'm really passionate about is protecting people's energy and space, you know, and so something that we do, which I, which I don't see, well, let me put it this way. Something that we do that's different is that we do not track our users who are coming to our website to create registries or check out the experts. So we have had people say to us, how many users do you have creating registries or how many people come from XYZ? When you're going through a life change, you want to be anonymous. You do not want people to know that you are thinking about a life change. A lot of these other websites, even for divorce, which gets my goat, want you to put in information. Now, when you're going through a divorce, before you're going through a divorce, when you're just thinking about it and you want the support, you do not want your name associated with anything with divorce. Or right. if you're thinking about a job change or a major move or whatever. So we 
we keep our users anonymity really, really um and like top tier to us. We don't we don't even collect it. We we just truly don't. And you know, so I think for a lot of people that's like, oh my God, you're not collecting user data, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't for me, I'd much rather people feel safe coming to Fresh Starts and creating a registry than being nervous that if they create the registry, because our right now we use the Amazon registry platform to create the registry. So they mm-hmm. have all of their data. Everything is in there. When we get our money, we're going to be creating a proprietary registry website that uh, you can add things from anywhere, but still keep the an- anonymity because it's really you know, we're all about no friction. We don't want any anybody to feel like they're going to come and, you know, when you're going through these life changes, and I know when going through my divorce, it's so scary. And you just, you don't want your name anywhere. Like that could, like somebody could Google and it could come up. So we take a different approach. And yeah. And if you can keep your users feeling safe and protected. Yeah. And like they can trust you. Yeah. And maybe you're not going to have their data for, you know, retargeting, but right. you're going to have them as users yeah. are just going to stick, stick to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, we've, and we were really adamant that we were, we never wanted to do a Kickstarter. We did not want to ask our community for money. That is not what we wanted to do. We asked them for support. We asked for social media follows. We asked them for PR contacts, but we do not ask for money ever because that is not why they're there for us. They're there to support us. We have never gotten one pushback from any single person. We've talked to hundreds of people about Fresh Starts. And so we know what we have is an amazing product. It's just a matter of um, being able to build everything we want to build. I love that. And, you know, as a founder and someone who also mm-hmm. works a lot with startups, uh, I always say, and this is not mine, this is definitely like a cliche, but, you know, cliches become so yeah. for a reason. You have to fall in love with the with the problem and with the pain. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you have an amazing product on your hands, but I think even more so you have amazing hearts on yeah. your hand and you have amazing passion and dedication to the problem you're there to solve and to the audience you're there to serve. Yeah. And I think that's really what matters at the end of the day. Thank you. And I, and I truly, when I mean, when I say I'm going to change the world, I really truly mean it because when we start empowering people through life changes and celebrating these life changes, it actually forms new neuro paths in your brain and you can step out into the world as a different person that's celebrating yourself instead of shaming. You know, when you go through something like a divorce, you work so hard and all you get at the end is shame. Yeah. Shame from everybody, shame from your community. You know, if you if you are the first person in your family to decide to move across the country, shame, right? So, you know, changing a job, shame sometimes, right? So um, we are anti-shame, we are anti-judgment. And um, whenever somebody tells me that they're going through a divorce or life change, I always just say, I'm so proud of you because Aww. it's so it's so hard. It's so hard to make these decisions. And, you know, I think for so many millennia, right? Women especially have been <laughs> shamed. And so I think once we start empowering these people on these milestones, the uh, vibration of the whole world is going to change. I love that. Okay. So I can't let you leave uh, without asking you about your current obsessions because yes, uh, as we said, I got to know you through uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're, if I'm not mistaken, both of us are bookworms and super, yes, I am. Like, Everything that you can read, watch, consume. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I would love to hear what what's like on your mind these days. Okay. Well, my favorite television show recently is Phil Rosenthal's Somebody Feed Phil. If you have not seen it, I have it's not. on Netflix. Oh my God. 
Okay. It is. So Phil Rosenthal was the writer creator of Everyone Loves Raymond, which I love Ray Romano too. Phil is like, I have like, I've like, well, he's not a girl crush because he's a man and he's married, but I have such a crush on Phil. He is probably the kindest human being on this planet. So what he does is he goes to different countries. He tries the food. He immerses himself in the culture. I cry every episode. He is just so, it's such a beautiful show about the connection between humans. It's on Netflix. Phil, if you're listening, I want to work with you. Um, but I mean, he's just, <laughs> he is, it's truly like, I, I, you know, I, you can tell that he's not one of those celebrities that is about the show. He truly wants to help people. He talks to small businesses and these like restaurant owners and he just, he's so anti shame and judgment and he, it's just a beautiful show. So somebody feed Phil, which is on Netflix. I watch, I've watched every episode probably 10 times. Oh, I love that. I just finished only murders in the building. So that's, I have not watched that yet. Thing. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. I was stuck in the middle of season one for months and yeah. then I couldn't sleep last night. And I just okay. binged the middle of season one through the end of season two, which the finale was just like, okay. Okay, that cast uh, isn't. I mean, you can't get better cast than that. You just—it's amazing. No, I, like, I, I don't want to even talk about it. You just have to watch it. Yeah, no. Uh, and then in terms of other things, one of my dear friends, Colleen Temple, she self-published her own uh, book called Summer Breakdown, which is a beautiful novel about a woman who goes back to her hometown to pretty much any issue that anybody can have. You know, she has parents oh. that are aging, she has children she has to take care of, but Colleen shares all about her self-publishing journey. Mm -hmm. And I myself have a novel in progress that is probably going to be another 25 years before I finished. I love her openness about deciding to self-publish and the book is beautiful. It's a, it's going to be a beach read for, I mean, I, it's going to be on Oprah's list. I know it is. And the other that. thing I've been doing at night is I'm a big intuition person. I have, I love using intuition. And so I bought myself uh, these color oracle cards, which have messages on each one and they are beautiful cards. Each one is a color. And so I just practice using uh, my intuition and playing with these oracle cards and giving my friends messages. And so I've been a little bit of uh, meditating at night, every night doing that. And that's been like a real joy of mine. That is awesome. Oh, I just remembered we have one more thing we really, yes. really need to talk about before yes. I let you go. Yes. And that's your new course for. Oh, me. yes. Yes. So um, a dear friend of mine, Meg O'Neill, Meg is a intuitive business coach and has three children. And she has a coach, six figure coaching business that she herself stumbled into. Meg and I have been friends for 10 years and kind of one day in Literally, I was in the pickup line picking my son up from camp. And I'm like, hey, Meg, we should start a course for moms on how to make money. And then somehow that became a whole thing. So we are launching a course. Um, it's actually, I would say, a program. It's launching in September. It's a four-week program for really for stay-at-home moms, but it's really for stay-at-home parents. But we are moms, so that's our audience, to learn how to make money, but but using the re real life skills. So there are so many moms we know that have had jobs before children, and then they take a break, and then they have these amazing skills, right? You Maybe you are a copywriter, or you were in PR, or whatever, teaching. How can you use your skills to make money and uh, moving forward. I am so passionate about women making their own money. Every woman should have their own money and make their own money because we don't learn enough about money when you get married. And when you get divorced, you learn how convoluted 
the whole system is. So it's a four-week program. It's two classes a week that are going to be recorded if you can't make it. One of those classes is a panel with women who are coming in to talk about how they have actually made money. Uh, so we have everything from copywriters to home bakers, Etsy shop owners, uh, virtual assistants. And these are women that are making money and still having the freedom and flexibility to raise their children take care of their whole life. Yeah. And I love, I love just following along like on Twitter on, and on Instagram Thank as you. we're kind of gathering all these different yeah. things that moms and parents can do that are super accessible and don't require them to oh my gosh. change and there's their so lives much. There's drastically, so much. but yeah, can we, help them yes. get closer to being financially independent. Yes. And it's yeah. just, I think it's, it's such important work. No, thank um, you. I appreciate you saying that. And this is the, it's going to be wonderful. And so we're going to, I'll give you info on that. We're going to launch on the middle of September, but we have a hundred jobs that we've put together that women could do. And amazing. The course is going to cover marketing, mindset, uh, empowerment, networking, uh, social media. And um, there's also going to be a $25 cash referral fee if you get people to sign up. So even if you can't afford to sign up right now, you can get people to sign up. You can still make some money because we're all about women making money. Because the more women that have money, the more they can help other women. That is great. So we're going to drop the link in the show notes for anyone who can find this relevant or who knows uh, people can find this relevant. Olivia, thank you so, so much for being here with me today. Oh my gosh, this I was had amazing. A blast. Uh, I want to have Zoom coffee with you every day. I know. Day. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm like, do you want to start a podcast? This was so fun. <laughs> this was I know. amazing. <laughs> and thank you. I just love what you're doing in all your different capacities and businesses and interests. Thank so, you. Definitely come back soon. I will be back. I'll be back. Things are going. I'll be back. I promise. Thank you for your support. And I'm so, so honored to have met you. I feel like our souls just like intertwined. And I was like, oh, a person. Totally. You know, and and uh, I think that you should have a whole other podcast about your checklists because they are top quality <laughs> checklists. So speaking <laughs> of speaking <laughs> of your own Slack channel. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I loved it. Uh, like an Instagram follower, uh, she was so sweet. She asked me, "What is this like app that you?" Yeah, using? I was wondering that too. It's just, it's just my Slack DMs with myself. <laughs> I love it. So, anyone who wants to track their own checklists, just like I love it. Drop yourself a Slack. My Slack is on <laughs> dark mode in my phone. That's why it looks like that. Yeah, and I completely abuse the slack emojis which i love they have like these like yeah. zoom emojis and everything uh so go for it and if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about just uh, check out my uh, instagram stories yeah yes. uh, where i try to <laughs> i They're try great. to uh to track my my daily to-do lists i look to forward you. to it every day i literally do i'm like i want to see what that our check it's is. all thanks to our team member latoya who just made me do it basically <laughs> i love it i love it i love it no thank you for everything you are you are truly like an angel and uh i'm so so happy that we connected oh likewise Thank you for listening to Looks Like Work. You can find resources, links, and of course the episode's show notes at roomsandwords.com. That's rooms, like a room, and words, and like an end.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I really, really hope that you'll like my newsletter too. My newsletter is something that I send out every week, and I share thoughts, links, books and just other things that I find thought-provoking, interesting, 
somehow contributing to these conversations that we're having here, or sometimes just joyously distracting. Again, the newsletter is sent out every week, and you can find the link to sign up on my website at roomsandwords.com. And I really hope to see you there, and of course, to see you here next week. Have a good one!